Hi guys, and welcome back to the You Don't Want to Know podcast. I feel like I have to like hype myself up and be like, you can do this, you can record every time I'm about to record because I'm so nervous that like I'm not going to be able to tell the story right or I'm just like going to talk like a weirdo. But here I am doing it anyways, you know, because I probably do sound like a weirdo in all honesty, but you know what? That's just who I am and that's fine. So today I will be talking about the Beast of Bray Road, which is very exciting for me because this one is near and dear to my heart. I know I said that I didn't want to do like podcast subjects that were plentiful on all podcasting forms, but I've decided that I'll do that for the true crime podcast as best as I can, unless it's like something that I want to do. Um, But for this stuff, you know, this is just super fun to me and it's just a good time. So might as well do whatever I want because it's my podcast. Super crazy to think about. Um, But here I am and here's the subject. So um, the movie that I watched this week was going to be Danny Darko, but I realized that I'm not... I'm not young, guys. Like, it's really surprising. I'm, I can't stay up and finish a movie anymore. I have to, like, either be constantly stimulated and, like, awake and just pounding energy drinks to finish a movie, or I'll just fall asleep, like, halfway through. So it's very disappointing because I love watching movies. It's, like, one of my favorite freaking things to do. So, uh, long story short, I fell asleep (laughs) watching Danny Darko, and I feel bad, because it was actually a pretty good movie. Spoiler alert. Um, So, I will talk about another movie that I watched this week, and it was the new Scream movie! Oh my gosh, guys. It did not disappoint. I really enjoyed it, like, surprisingly. So, I watched the first Scream movie this past summer, and... It was pretty good. Like, you know, it's an old movie and I feel like I'm so desensitized that like that stuff doesn't scare me as much, but I really, I, I always enjoy watching it. I just never really get scared and I guess I've watched it so many times, but there's so many parallels in that movie and they really like push on it. So it was just fun to watch it and think like, oh my gosh, yeah, the old movie. Oh my gosh, yeah, the old movie. And it was really hard for me because, um, they have so follow me here one moment in the new movie the murders that happen like they made a movie off of it so within the movie there's a movie and it's similar to the actual like real life movie so there was just like so many levels to it it was just really really fun and hard to follow or like hard to like explain and rationalize in your head like okay so they're talking about the movie within the movie that's based off the movie of the first scene like the the scenes in the first movie so it's just like whoa what is happening but it was just really fun I really really enjoyed it um and it always makes me think of the first time I watched the Scream movies I had my friends over and we were in my parents basement and (laughs) I went upstairs to get like a snack or whatever we were watching all the movies we weren't quite finished with them and all of a sudden I hear this noise And instantly I'm like, killer, run, grab a knife, do something, get out of the house, get in the car, drive, leave your friends behind, it's okay. But then I was like, you know what? You're not a baby. 
you're watching scary movies, it's fine, it's nothing, you're just like freaking out for no reason. Well then, I hear the noise again, and I'm like, this is kind of weird, but I am a man, I am strong, I am powerful, I am woman, hear me roar. (laughs) And I was just like, you know, it's just like an old house, it's creaking. Well then I look down the hallway, and I see something slowly walking towards me in black and I about crapped my pants it just kept coming slowly so I just froze didn't move turns out my mom woke up and wanted a snack too and she put on a black blanket not knowing that we were watching the scream movies so that was the scariest moment of my life I thought the ghost face killer was about to come at me but no it was just my mom being her cute self wearing a little robe it was just oh so scary but I just always think about that when I'm about to watch a scream movie and I just chuckle a little bit but definitely 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 recommend that movie I have HBO Max and that's how I watched it and I'm really really bummed actually that I didn't get to watch it in theaters because I just I don't know I just put it off for so long that it's just gone but it makes me excited because um there's a new Halloween movie coming out too so this is like the third one now the third new one and it's just really exciting having all these old movies continuing on and still, like, being pretty awesome. So for the next podcast, if you didn't guess it, I will be reviewing Danny Darko. And I'll have a little bit more notes on that just because I didn't take any notes for Scream. But definitely recommend it. Also, I just want to point this out. I figured out who the killer was before the movie was even, like, halfway done because that is how elite I am when it comes to watching movies. I am just the best. Thank you. Sorry if my voice is a little raspy today. Some days it's just, it doesn't want to perk up, and today feels like one of those days, so I apologize. But now we are on to the case. The one near and dear to my heart, the Beast of Bray Road, or which I found out in my research, Wisconsin Werewolf. Scratch that. I want to actually tell a story or two before we get into it. So when I first recorded like a year ago, I had like an intro podcast where I just like talked about myself and it was so bad (laughs) that I deleted it and I burned the computer that I made it on. Just kidding. It was so bad though. So I just, I threw it away. I didn't even want to think about it. So I thought that this might be a good one to just kind of like tell you about why I got super into true crime. So when I was younger, I really didn't like true crime, but my mom loved it. She was always watching like ID and forensic files and all that amazing stuff. So I guess eventually like it just kind of rubbed off on me. And as I got older, I was working with my sister And she, like, made this joke that was super morbid. And I was like, why would you say that? She said something along the lines of, like, well, at least some guy didn't hang me. And I looked at her like, yeah, I'm glad that never happened to me either. And she just stopped and looked at me and she was like, what are you talking about? It did happen to you. And this is a true story. Well, I don't recall it. So I must have, like, just shoved it way down in my subconscious Um, so I just have no memory, but everyone in my family confirmed this. When I was young, I was playing in a tree with my sister and these two boys, and the mom of the two boys was with my mom, and 
this one kid told me to put a rope around my neck and me being young and him being older older than me I was like yeah that sounds like a great idea so I did it and he pushed me out of the tree and somehow my sister and the younger brother pulled me up so I ran inside and my mom looked at me and she saw that I was so freaked out she goes what happened and I just go whatever that boy's name is didn't do it because I couldn't I can't remember this guy's name um so just for like months I had these rope burns around my neck because I was literally hung like how horrifying is that to think about like I could have died and I have no memory of it which like is a good thing I guess but I guess that guy um he straightened out and that's good I guess Uh, So that's kind of like my little true crime story. And then I do have like a little ghost story slash me being oversensitive, I guess, or just like overthinking everything and jumping to conclusions. Um, This is kind of spooky. I was pretty young. I was probably in like middle school or grade school. And um, I had a really dusty mirror because I never cleaned back then. Now I am a neat freak. Um, I came home and I looked in my mirror and I just saw like three little lines and I'm like, oh, that's kind of funky. So I washed my mirror, didn't really think anything of it. And then a few days later, I looked in my window and for some reason it was like steamy or foggy, I don't know, in the window. And I saw those three lines again and I'm like, ooh, don't love that. That's spooky. So I just like kind of brushed it off. Like it was definitely in my mind at that point. And then a few days after that, I was laying in bed and it was a weekend and I just heard this like da-da-da noise and I'm like, hmm, that was kind of weird. A few minutes later, I heard a da-da-da and I was like, huh, that's, uh, that's annoying. And it just kept happening until I finally decided to get up because I was super lazy. I turned on the light and next to the light was this old phone and it was like a like a handheld phone. It was like one step up from a flip phone. Um, it was, wasn't activated. It was just like there to play with. And as I turned on the light, I saw the phone light up and it said goodbye. So it was literally turning on and turning off on its own. And it had never done that before. So you know what I did? I ran into the bathroom and I grabbed a cross and I put it above my bed and nothing like that ever happened. But Oh my word, was I scared. And that cross stayed above my bed until I left that room. And I never experienced anything like that again. And I actually always have a cross next to me when I sleep because Jesus is my guy. He's always with me and he's there to protect me because that is scary. But I have another story. Um, The last story is pretty spooky. My brother, when he was really young, he's a lot older than me. Um, he would always go into my parents' room and just look at the corner all the time. And my mom finally asked him, she goes, hey, buddy, like, uh, why, uh, why you looking in the corner? And he just goes, oh, I'm just looking at the old lady. And my mom's like, oh, don't love that. But, you know, kids have imaginary friends, whatever. So she just like brushed it off like, okay, that's fine. It's fine. I don't see it. So I guess it's okay. Um, but it just kept happening. He kept saying, saying, I see the lady in the corner. So this freaked my mom out. So she went to our church and she asked this lady who likes these spirits to come and check it out. 
and the lady's like okay like go to a hotel get it get stay there for a night and I'll check it out and the next day she comes back and or I guess technically we come back and she goes yeah I didn't want to freak you guys out but that was a demon in your house it's gone now everything's okay but that was a demon and my brother has zero memory of this and we've never experienced anything like that again thank god because that's so scary um and then my final like little story is that i lived close or like i knew a bunch of people that lived really really close but i lived close to bray road when i was younger so those are all my connections to this podcast um and that's kind of why i chose to do uh the beast of bray road just because it's near and dear to my heart and those are just like all the little stories that like brought me to where I am this magical place today (laughs) but now the beast of Bray Road now I actually knew someone that grew up really 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 close to Bray Road so it is a real road in case anyone was wondering it is there it is long and it is spooky I've been down that road many many times Um, I had to take that road actually to get to my college so many nights and I actually babysat people who lived on that road I never saw the werewolf beast of Bray Road really big bummer but at the same time is it really like if the thing was real and I saw it I feel like I wouldn't be alive so take it as you will um I will say though like I was saying before it is pretty spooky like driving down it I think it's just like the thought of like the beast of Bray Road could be anywhere at any moment and that's what like gives you that scary ominous feeling but like I said never seen it never met anyone that saw it and I literally Facebooked every single person every name that like went along with the stories and I don't know if they used like fake names but I couldn't find them on Facebook, so I really just don't, I just feel like people are just talking, you know, like they want a story, but that's just me, who knows? Now, the Beast of Bray Road is a type of cryptide, and the definition of cryptide is there's a cat, I don't want to see a cat, I looked it up, it is an animal such as Sasquatch, Sasquatch or the Loch Ness Monster that has been claimed to exist but never proven to exist. So that's pretty self-explanatory, you know, and reading about this cryptide, like I went on a weird creepy website and it was really cool because I was getting ads for like all these spooky things and I was like looking into it, looking into it, and then I was like, no, focus, Beast of Bray Road, that's what we're here for. But then I clicked on like this, I don't remember the exact name, but it was like the smiling man and that one was really creepy too. So I was thinking like maybe I should just do a bunch of these every once in a while because like they're super spooky and really, really fun. But I found like so many that seem like a good time to talk about and a good reason to not get sleep. So we might be seeing those in the future. Um... So the Beast of Bray Road is like one of the most famous um, modern werewolves just because of the amount of sightings, like quote unquote sightings. There's a movie and there's a book. And 
the title of the book is The Beast of Bray Road, Tailing Wisconsin's Werewolf. And I'm just super disappointed because I feel like you can do better than that. It's just too easy and the person who wrote that should be embarrassed. I'm just going to say it now. But whatever, it's over. I'm not going to get hung up on it. Now the sightings of the Beast of Bay Road have gone back as early as 1936. It's been called a man-wolf, or man-world is what I put, um, bear-wolf or dog-man. It's supposed to be like six feet tall and have brown fur, the face of a wolf with like bright shiny yellow eyes and pointed ears, and the body is supposed to be like furry and muscular like a man. So now that I remember, I'm kind of bummed out that I don't get to talk about Danny Dart or Donnie Darko today because in Donnie Darko, which I think I said Danny before, but it's Donnie Darko, um, the mascot at the school he goes to is like a bulldog or something and they have a statue of a bulldog head with like a man's body but paws and I was like, oh my gosh, that's so ironic because like this. <laughs> so I was like, that I didn't even plan that. So um, if I would have finished that movie, I would have been talking about that right now. So back to it. Um, you can see it or the like sightings have said it can be on all fours or just two and it seemed to be like crouching like a man. So it's also believed to be the Wisconsin Bigfoot, which I did not know existed. Um, the name is Eddie or the Bluff Monster or a Wendigo. And if you listened to my other podcast uh, where I talked about antlers, you would hear me talk about a Wendigo. If you didn't watch that or listen to that, excuse me, it's fine. I'm not mad. Well, I am a little mad, but whatever. I'll, I'll get over it. Um, a, <laughs> a Wendigo is basically like this Native American folklore about humans that would eat flesh like another person, like cannibalism, just because they ran out of other food or who knows the the reason behind it, but they would get like these inhuman abilities, but they would like get really deformed and nasty. That's essentially what a Wendigo is, and there's so many podcasts on it, but now I've decided that I might do one on it, so who knows? Stay tuned. Um, it's been sighted down in Illinois, and one of the... Um, the sightings, like the stories that I'm going to tell you, is actually in Texas. And they're like, maybe it's the Bray Road Monster. And I'm like, maybe you're crazy if you think that first it's potentially real. Like, no offense, but I'm just not super... I'm very skeptical in this stuff. Um, and, like, the fact that you think that I could get all the way down there is just insane. But that's just me, you know? Um, I just, I don't know. Just doesn't seem very likely to me. So they call it the Bray Road Monster because that's where it was first seen. And for some reason, every single time I refer to this, I say the Bray Road Monster, not the Beast of Bray Road. And I might have accidentally said it already in the podcast. So I think it's like one of those Mandela effects or I'm just dumb. So I'm probably just dumb and that's fine. You know, can't can't win them all. It's okay. So, um, even though 
the stories, like the first sighting was originated in 1963, 1936, what was it, 1936, um, the people who first founded uh, Wisconsin said that they found, or they like told stories of this canine creature that would attack and then just like vanish. So I thought it'd be kind of fun to talk about the first stories of werewolves. And a lot of people think that the first stories came 2100 BC um, in the story, the epic of Gilgamesh. But um, some people argue that it's as early as uh, 380 BC. I don't know why that was so hard to say. Um, from Plato, actually. Um, and then in 425 BC, the stories were added on to. So the first story, I'll go through all these stories. The first story um, was found in Arcadia, Greece in uh, 380 BC by Plato, like I said, where a father, um, he has his sons with him and they make a sacrifice of the youngest son to mock Zeus for some reason, which honestly, another, another subject that I might get onto. Cause I just think that like that stuff is like super interesting to learn about like what they believed in. Um, but back to it. Um, so they did it to like mock Zeus, uh, because it just like somehow was disrespectful or something like that, or it showed that the God had weakness. And on top of that, they tried to feed it to the the gods um in like the sacrifices and of course Zeus found out and he killed the sons that were involved and he also turned the father into a wolf himself so that was like the first the first story essentially and people started adding on to it which is where we get the um 425 BC uh there were these guys what were their names it was Ovid, Ovid, and Her- Herodotus, 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 yeah, Herodotus, that sounds good, um, they added on to the story, but it was Ovid's, um, addition to the story that spoke about, like, a transformation, like, changing, of and, like, the voice changing into, like, a wolf, a wolf's, like, howl, so that was the first somewhat story of a werewolf. Now, then it goes to the epic of Glamesh, which is like from the Western area, whatever that means, um, where a man turns down a potential like marriage proposal, like spouse, because it was said that she had turned her last um, potential suitor into a wolf as well. And then on the other side, the Nordic folklore also had something to do with it too. Um, In the saga of the Valsungs, now this one's very common. I've heard of this a lot, but it's where a father and a son, they find this pelt. I'm not sure how they got it. I'm assuming that some god like dropped it when they were walking or something like that. Because you know how the Vikings are. They believe in like Zeus and all that stuff. And no, it's Odin. Those might be the same. I'm not really sure. I always get that confused. But um, 
they put on the pelts and then they would turn into wolves. So they would do it every so often and they promised each other that they would never attack more than like, I think it was seven guys. They would always call the other person there. But one day the son went against that and he killed all of those people in that group and he just kind of went on a frenzy and started attacking more and more. And eventually the dad had to stop the son. He was the only person that could do it, or I guess technically wolf that could do it. And he fatally injured the son. Luckily, um, once the pelt came off, like a dove or something came down and placed a leaf on the son to heal him. And that's the end of the story. But those are like the first stories with wolves in them. And I just realized that I mixed up some names. So it wasn't Herodotus. That wasn't the name that I was thinking of, that I meant to say. It was actually Hyginus. That was the name I meant to say. Um, going back a little bit further, that's where the Herodotus comes in. Now he wrote of um, this mystical, magical tribe of men that he found that would transform into wolves. Um, a majority of the year is what he said. But in reality, people have kind of like busted that myth just because he was talking um, about like, I think it was the Irish area or the Scottish area and transform could have meant like transforming of the seasons and they were just wearing wolf skin as the seasons transformed. So it's kind of one of those things. But now that I've talked about all of the origins of the werewolves and the origin stories, now let's hear about the origin story of the Beast of Bray Road. Okay, so a night guard was watching a property in Sank, Saint, Sank, what? Saint Coletta School for exceptional children in 1936. A man saw a shadow run across the field and assumed it was some teenagers. Out in the distance, it looked like something hunched over on all four feet all fours, whatever. Um, maybe a wolf or a dog, but it seemed huge. Without realizing it, he made a noise and the thing stood up and looked at him. And it stood up on the two hind legs and it looked over six feet tall with a canine face, but the body and mus muscles of a man. He could hear the thing growl from across the field where he was looking at it and he smelled rotten meat. The man started to slowly step back, and as he did, the beast ran into the woods. So then the next night, he prepared a little bit more. He had a huge, like, flashlight, which I don't know why you would think a flashlight is better, but whatever. Um, and he was, like, ready for, ready for anything. Once again, he was, like, looking around, making sure everything was good, and he saw the whatever wolf thing in the same spot, digging around where he was the night before, and instead of like being scared, which I think he should have been, he gripped the flashlight and was ready to like charge at it. When all of a sudden it opened its mouth and you could see all the teeth as it growled at him. The noise it made though almost sounded human is how it's described by the sighting of this man. So he just fr stood there frozen in fear until eventually it ran away. And that was the first so-called sighting of the Beast of Bray Road. Now the next stories that I'm going to tell you are more in like the 1980s and 1990s. 
The first one is the one that like kind of actually sparked the fire that lit on under the people in Elkhorn to like start actually looking into the Beast of Bray Road. It's about this girl. She was babysitting another little girl and she was driving on Bray Road and all of a sudden she just felt like a lift. Something lifted under her tire like she ran something over. So she stopped and she saw, she got out of her car and she saw this thing like way in the background or way in the distance and it was like furry. She didn't really know what it was and all of a sudden it started running at her. So she told the little girl to lock her car or lock her car, lock the door and she ran into the car and just drove away. And no one really believed her until they saw the scratch marks on the back of her car. And this is kind of what got the reporter in there and everyone just started telling stories of what they thought was the Beast of Bray Road encounter or they just told stories because they wanted attention who knows so another um story I'm just going to kind of summarize this because this one's kind of long um Franklin Wisconsin which is about poof probably 30 to 45 minutes from um Bray Road the story talks about this person who lived in Franklin before it was populated it was a lot of like empty plots where farmers used to um farm (laughs) one would assume and they just had like this one street light that was this orangey color and they were just hanging out with a friend like playing outside because like lord knows I did that too like ghost in the graveyard super fun when all of a sudden she looked in that street light and she saw something hunched over And the way she described it, it was basically the posture of someone about to throw up. And, like, instantly I could picture that in my head because, like, we've all been there. She said that it had to have been, like, longer than six foot, six feet because she had a dog who was about that. And it was definitely bigger than the dog. This person was just kind of watching it in just absolute fear because what else are you going to do? This person sounded pretty young. And the friend came over and they were just looking at it like, what is that? And they said that they were looking at that thing for about 30 minutes when the dad finally came out. And he was like, guys, it's late. You got to go to bed. And they just pointed. And the dad was like, I don't know what that is. Which is makes, honestly, the situation even scarier because your dad's kind of like your rock. He shouldn't be scared of anything. So when he shows fear, oh my gosh. You should run, like get in the car, drive away, run. So he brought out this flashlight that was really, really bright and he shone it on, on the, the wolf thing, whatever you want to call it. And it just ran away into the woods. And this part, this is like what actually kind of really freaks you out is it says, um, you could hear the splashing through the creek as it hightailed away. It was one of those messed up moments that you don't really talk about because people will think that you were crazy. When I hear about it so many years later, I immediately knew I'd seen it too. Which, like, that just is bone chilling. Now, this story, this story is what, like, gave me goosebumps. So, um, it talks about him and his girlfriend sitting outside, um, on the porch in Texas smoking a cigarette. It was pretty dark, so it was pretty hard to see. But being out in the country, they were pretty used to seeing wild hogs, uh, coyotes, raccoons, and even some wild turkeys approach their house once the sun went down. He goes on to say this didn't seem like any of those things. 
There were no street lights, and the closest neighbor was about two football fields away. We noticed something creeping through the grass about 30 feet away from the porch. The movement reminded us of a coyote, but whatever it was, was only about a foot and a half tall and where anywhere from 7 to 10 feet long. Its body was pressed almost completely against the ground, and its head was turned towards us, almost as if it was stalking us as prey. Oh my gosh, I got chills again just saying that. We were pretty freaked out when we noticed when we noticed it, so we grabbed our cigarettes and shoes. But that's when uh, things got even freakier. This thing had been crawling towards us, towards a medium-sized tree, and as it passed behind the tree, it didn't reappear on the other side. Could it have climbed the tree, or perhaps it stood up right behind the tree, watching us? I did not stay around to find out. All I know is that the footsteps stopped, so I wasn't running away out of the view. Uh, my girlfriend suggested that we get a flashlight and try and scare it off, but I said, are you freaking kidding me? Go inside. Um, after looking on the Wikipedia page, he said that he thought it might be the Bray Road monster or the werewolf, but this was in Texas, so it's like, eh, could it have been or not? And then the last story from that time period or that um, kind of 1980s to 1990s, a guy said that he knew someone who lived on that on that road, Bray Road, and he said that, like, it always kind of felt spooky, um, but he said that might have been just because of what people were talking about at that time. But he actually never saw, and his friend never saw anything, even though it kind of sounded like they did really look hard. Um, they would get different EVPs when they were on the road, because I guess they were, like, walking up and down it. I don't know. It sounds kind of dumb if you think there's a, there's a werewolf there. And strangely enough, so the guy... Um, he lived in Madison and he would visit his friend and on Bray Road, but he said when he was in Madison, he saw something run across the road on two legs, but he didn't really get a good look at it and he never saw it again. So he was just kind of skeptical about that. And now the final story was in May of 2018. A man who I couldn't find on Facebook, um, supposedly was like someone who dropped off fertilizer to different farms in Lyons, Wisconsin, which Lyons is like right next to Bray Road. I don't know if technically Bray Road's like part way in Lyons and part way in Elkhorn because like the property lines get kind of confusing at that point. But he said that he was dropping them off in daylight um, and the road was called Church Road where like I guess there's this woodsy area in that part of lions I don't really know it's really confusing but skipping all those details he said that he would drop off the fertilizer and one day he looked out in the corner of his eyes and he saw this huge thing it's over seven feet tall it was brown and hairy with coarse hair it walked out and picked something up then turned back towards me the guy and went back in the woods then two weeks later he saw the same thing now, I'm going to poke a couple holes in this guy's story. First off, like I said, I know people in that area don't know him. And even old people have a Facebook at this point, so there's no excuse for this guy not to have a Facebook. It's 2018, he's hauling around fertilizer, so he's obviously not that old. Um, Church Road isn't even located in Lyons, so that's kind of weird because... I was thinking when I first read the story, like, I don't really know where Church Road is, 
and I didn't think Lyons really had a woodsy area. So Church Road is, it's not far, I'd say it's like 15 minutes from that area, but it's really, it's not Lyons. So I just think it's kind of bogus. I don't really think that it has a very strong leg to hold itself up, I guess is the saying. Um, but those are the, the sightings and the story of the Beast of Bray Road or the Werewolf of Wisconsin. Uh, thanks for sticking around this long. I hope you guys enjoyed this story. I'll be posting some pictures on the Instagram and that's YDWK podcast on Instagram. If you have any cool case suggestions for me, if it's true crime or a ghost or a cult or some fun uh, folklore, totally uh, email me. It's ydwkpodcast at gmail.com. Or if you just like want to say hi and tell me that you're listening to the podcast, that'd be pretty cool because at this point, I really don't think anyone is. So it'd be fun to like be surprised that one person might be listening <laughs> other than me because I definitely listen to my own podcast. Um, but like I said, thanks for sticking around. I hope you enjoyed it and have a great week. Bye-bye.